failure. It's a failure of a system of thought and interpretation. It doesn't work. Yeah. So one of them was that idea of, all right, I'm going to let go of all my old ideas, but I may be an old idea. Yeah. <laughs> this old idea is claiming to be something that I am the one who has all the other ideas. And therefore, it takes the role of being the one that can either hold on or let go of the old ideas. But the biggest old ideas never let go of them, yeah? Because you've never even seen it. You're starting from there, yeah? In other words, you're starting after the heist has already occurred, and then you believe this is my starting point, that I'm the one who has all the old ideas. That's an old idea the oldest idea is that you're the haver of all these other things, yeah? that you're the haver of the thoughts and you're haver of the feelings and you're the haver or the doer of the actions. That's an incredibly old idea. Yeah? That's very rarely being seen. So we'll see all this other stuff. We'll see many, many old ideas, but we're seeing them in the, in the, the framing of I'm the one who has the old idea. And what's the hope is if I as this old idea, let go of all the other old ideas, I'm going to have a new happiness as the old idea. But what will happen if any happiness even comes close to you, you'll freaking imprint it with the old idea of happiness. Yeah? And so it will turn into the same old, same old. That's why in recovery it says you'll get to a point where you'll have a new freedom and a new happiness. It doesn't say you're going to have a turbocharged freedom or happiness or your own private freedom or happiness. It says a new one. Yeah, And if it's new, then you don't know what it's going to be, do you? If it's not going to be like any other quote-unquote freedom you ever had, then the best way to receive it is, I don't know. Yeah? I don't know what it's going to be. But now you're relegated into finding out, and that's the living of freedom, is finding out about it. Yeah? How do you find out about it? It demonstrates in your own life. You see it, and then you can recognize it demonstrating in others. They may not even see it. Like I saw this guy spoke at this uh, rehab, basically uh, at a Native American Indians uh, center in San Francisco. So this guy was sharing, and after the meeting he talked to me, and he says, you know, uh, I was up for this seven-year, seven-month charge to go to prison, and then this judge decided that I was w worth saving, and she's, she's on the board of this place, and she got me into this place. And I said, bro, look at that demonstration. Honor that which moved that piece to get you in here where you had no freaking idea about this place and you were only going to be going to jail. Something occurred. The choreography changed the destiny of your little life. Honor that. That's a demonstration of something at work in your life that you have no freaking idea of. Yeah? And I would hope that when you see its demonstrations, it will make you keen on it in a way. You may get interested in that, which is demonstrating so much influence in your life, which isn't of a human power, which isn't of thing. Yeah? And so it may, it may pique your interest, but what happens with the head, just like if someone has a miracle at 9 in the morning, it's usually forgotten by 11. Yeah? They call up eight people and then they're fucking back to whatever they're thinking about. <laughs> But the same head, if it's having a reason, if it had, thinks someone did something to you 30 years ago, it's dwelling on that resentment for 30 more years. Yeah? But a miracle, and you have to see sort of the theme of the conditional mind. It isn't resting on the, uh, the bravo side for you, <laughs> the winning side. It's not. 
It's sort of like when something's going well, there's usually questions that you don't deserve it very quickly. Well, when are they going to find out? Well, what's, when she figures out who I am, she'll never want to see me. All this stuff. Yet you've been hoping to meet someone for years, yet when you meet them, it's like the kibosh is put on it immediately by the head. Yet the same head, same head, if it's feeling bad, goes, I'm going to feel like this forever. <laughs> That's what drives people crazy. They feel uncomfortable in a very fleeting moment, but the conditional mind plays with time. Because time isn't a real thing. So it makes that moment and stretches it forever. So you have to do almost anything in that moment to get out of that feeling. And if you would just sit back, it would probably pass. Yeah. But the feeling is it's not going to pass. And it feels really, really authentic that it's not going to pass. Yeah. This is called the bondage of self. That's it. You're bound by every possible thing that it can co-op it uses it to facilitate your bondage. It uses time unbelievably. Yeah. Something that's really good seems to be fleeting. When it's bad, it's going on for fucking ever. Yeah. It's like, plays the longest note when it's like a downer, but a high note, ooh, it's gone. Ooh. I wish I got some pictures of that. It was so fleeting. But this fucking depression is dragging on for months. You know, this, there may be some validity in some of those movements, but there's a lot of additions and subtractions that can, you can be relieved of. It may not change the destiny of your life, but you could travel lighter over it, yeah. How did it work for me? It worked simply, really, the real act, activation of it all was a download. But then how it impressed itself as an understanding is, it was a foreign installment. I really saw it as an alien thing, what I had been taking to be me, or what I thought was representing me, or appointing to a me, or implying the real me, and just assuming that I was there because I was there, which is the thought system is doing quite a lot. It's assuming that you're there. And so I, was, I had fallen under that prey, yeah? So I was, I was making a leap into what all the thinking was pointing at. What all the feeling that ever has been co-opted, and it is being co-opted, your feelings are being co-opted by a mental process called selfing, and are, are used by that process to facilitate the bondage of self by the one key phrase. In all of its co-opting, you'll see the one key phrase. Feeling, thoughts, actions, time, yes? Money, everything. It's always preceded by the word mind. The sense of being the one who has the thought, the one who has the feeling. It comes in front of everything. Yeah? That's where the heist occurs prior to that mind. There's the conscious contact, and then the mental process slips in and takes to be the one who's in contact, and then starts claiming everything that it has become in contact with, not through its own powers, but through consciousness. Yeah? Consciousness is what's causing the contact, but this claims to be the one who's conscious. And as soon as consciousness is taken to be an attribute, then you have the opposite of it in play. You can be less conscious. Yeah? Just because you're conscious, that doesn't mean you're always going to be conscious. You can be really conscious and then, and then really unconscious. Yeah? But what it's playing with, by the heist, it's taken the act of consciousness and made it an attribute that you have. And therefore, you believe that you can achieve something because it's your attribute. You can finally tune it and hone it so that it gets better and serves you better. Yeah? Yet the true experience and the true 
release is the, is the acceptance that all there is is consciousness. Okay? Now there's an appearance of more or less, but in fact, it's all happening in this huge field that's infinitely available at all times. Yeah? So your relevance in the pursuit of consciousness gets diminished, and then the expression of being conscious gets amplified, with no thought or effort on your part. That's the beauty of it. You give up the drive to amplify it, and it amplifies by that drive being given up. <laughs> you get liberated by giving up the need to be li- by losing the need to be liberated. That's the liberation. You think it's liberation as you? It's liberation from you. Yeah, that's why a lot of people want to be there to get it. But you got to get it. It's liberation from you. And what you're going to be liberated from isn't a you. It's an activity. And that activity wants to be there to experience its own absence. It will acclaim its own absence. And it will neuter it as soon as it does. As soon as you said, I had this unbelievable experience of not being there, you're there again. (laughs) Now what you are becomes the fleeting aspect of life, which is unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Now you and this becomes the continuum. You are the pseudo-constant now. Everything's happening to you, as if you're a stable you that you were when you were five. You have nothing, not even close to what you were when you were five. Your personality's changed. Tons of shit has changed. You know what I mean? It is just an incredible reach to say, oh, that was me. (laughs) And usually we're sitting here worrying about what's going to happen to us. That feeling of being a you 20 years from now will have no fucking connection to this feeling. Just the storyline may be the same, but it'll have no fucking connection to it at all. You're worrying about a complete stranger. (laughs) So, this is how it happened with me. I heard this thing, went back to the book of recovery, because that was I was doing workshops there. I read this one chapter all every week on Monday nights, uh, how it works. And then uh, the, the, the uh, presentation of the problem is very succinct in that chapter. And then the solution is made available, or the seemings, whatever you want to call it. And then it doesn't really go into a lot of uh, description of the effects that will come later, but it tells you very clearly. And it has this, and so I would always use these words, self, quite a lot, because they're all over the book. Yet, the feeling I had when I read that book, that word, after this whatever started to occur, was unbelievably different. It was like I had a whole new uh, vocabulary, like a whole new dictionary from another planet, yeah? And the, 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 the effect was, was a clear, very, very discerning view that it's not me. Yeah? And as soon as I saw that it wasn't me, what happened? All that interest and attention that I was trying to herd and direct to where I thought would make me better and try to pull it off of these, why is my mind still going down those same places? Come back, trying to rip it with practices. It just left the selfing. Like a butterfly, just flooded around. And then it started landing, and I found out where it lands. 
I didn't know idea. I still don't have any idea. But now I know that it's drawn to something other than what it used to be drawn to. To me, it was past being drawn to it. It was enslaved to it. Yeah. It was enslaved to it. And it's the interest that's pumping the meaning into the thought, not the thought grabbing your interest. It's the interest. Because the interest is going into the thought over the bridge of mind. These are my thoughts or they're about me. That's the big glue. And that's what I saw super clearly, and I've had relief from that ever since. And relief isn't like, it's like a a spring of fresh water. It's constantly, constantly, constantly moving. The current is constantly, constantly, constantly on. And then I started to see that everything is just verbing here. There's not a noun to be found at all. Not one. There's not one noun. It's all a mental, made-up thing. It's sort of like how to how to intersect something that we could call time into this stream of verbing by putting a noun in there and now seeing what was happening as it's happening to me. And there comes the obsession with self. Now life is not seen as it's happening, but it's it is seen as it's happening immediately as it's happening. But it's interpreted by the mental process and as it's happening to me. Yeah. That's not true. It's not happening to us. It's happening, but it ain't happening to us. Yeah. And then, once that's in place, everything you see now is from that reference, and everything you see is used to support the reference. So when you hear about the truth, you see it as a topic or an object that will make you better, in a sense. You objectify it so that you can say the, say the pseudo-subject. When in fact you are the truth. You are the truth. You're never going to have an experience of the truth as an object or as something that you come upon and get. You are the truth. Yeah? You are the way. You are the light. It doesn't say, oh, I found a way to get to the light and then to realize the truth. It doesn't say that. It says you are the truth, the way, and the light. Yeah? You are that. Now the head that would go totally against the paradigm or the system. So what it has to do, it has to claim the peace before you get there and conceptualize it so it can recognize it and then, and then formulate it into the system. But what happens is the system is rooted in anxiety and so a word that peace may symbolize a sense of relaxation and calm when entertained by selfing is used to agitate the mind even more. And then a bigger word will drive you crazy if you have a spiritual illness, you know, spiritual seeking, and that's enlightenment. It'll drive your whole life fucking crazy. It'll, you think like you had a stern mother? Now you've got the super mother-in-law of all times, enlightenment. No, you're not. You should be, every second should be spent in conscious whatever. You know? Jesus Christ, you're just like, your sphincter muscle, your spiritual sphincter muscle just locks in place. Why? Because it's trying to eat enlightenment as a concept. What is it going to mean to me? Light enlightenment supposedly means the cessation of all suffering, yet the selfing will use it to cause mental stirring up, suffering in. It doesn't have any uh, respect for anything. The most noblest idea it will claim and neuter it and make it something it can use to do what? Facilitate the bondage of self. That's what it does. Can use spirituality just like a corporate life or a vagabond life or this or that. It'll use whatever. Addictive life, alcoholic life. It doesn't freaking matter. 
like we always share, the same voice that's talking to you about, hey, it would be a great idea to shoot some coke right now, <laughs> you know, when the police were like right outside or something, <laughs> you know, it's the same voice that's critiquing the condition you're in now. It's the same voice. It didn't get interrupted by you getting sober. It's still, it just, it got sort of caught with its, its like leather pants down. Now it's put on some, you know, gap or whatever. What's that? What's that for a doctor's? And now, oh, now you're doing the lingo of recovery, but it's the same voice. It's just adapted to a different milu, and it's and it's bonding. It's the, the bondage of self is being applied all freaking day because as you're sitting there sharing about your feelings, your thoughts, your reactions, your resentments, they're all the expressions of self, and you're claiming them to be yours. You're in the act of being identified as a self. How could you not be? How could you not, if a foreign thing was expressing through you and your little voice box, every time an expression came out, you said, that's mine, 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 I'm doing it, I know it did. That I would, be, I would call the identification with the foreign installment. How else, what else can you call it? You don't even know you've been taking over because to take the expressions of the taking over, you're calling your own. <laughs> and you're trying to get better from them or trying to get therapy for them. The best thing is to see they're not you. They're not, have nothing to do with you. Yeah. Then when the my drops out of a fear, you'll deal with fear a lot easier. When a my drops out of resentment, you're not going to fucking cook up a story for 30 years to prove some excuse for some fucking thing you haven't done. It'll all be dropped. And all these stuff, they're like etch-a-sketches. Life shakes every day, it shakes it up. But I remember that time I did that. No, you didn't. You're just remembering it all fucking day. Why? Because it's about you. You're not remembering anyone else's unless they did it to you. Really? Are you? No way. Most of the stuff that you take to be so solid, so important, you ever address someone else that you think you did something to? They don't even remember. <laughs> You've been like lighting vigil candles for years. <laughs> what? What? I don't know. What? No, I didn't even see you that day. What? <laughs> no. You been... <laughs> what do you mean? And then, then, hey, you're too invested. You know what I mean? You. The story has a life of its own, then. Just like I say with this, I used to do that story about the pooper scooper in, in recovery. It a, demonstrates a point I like to make. So in recovery, they talk about uh, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. If you would just rest on that statement and open up to that power that you are deeming to be greater than you and see what it will download about that, that can be an earth-shattering event. Because it says very clearly, I don't see how it could be interpreted any other way. Being convinced, which means to believe with certainty. So under looking, when you come in AA, you do step one. And then, and then you start learning a lot about what you were living under. And so you get to a point where you're convinced of something. And he's hoping it's this, that self, more or less, manifested in a lot of ways. That's the trick maybe, yeah? Most of the ways are based on you. You're calling them your manifestations. So, so self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So we're us, baby. Yeah, self is other than us. <laughs> self manifested. It can't defeat us, but through the manifestations, it does. Yeah, it manifests in various ways, and that's the act of being defeated. Yeah. 
So it's just a possibility. What causes it to have an actuality is something concerning what we are, us. When the us takes it to be that, then that has the power to manifest in the us's life. Yeah. All the while, hunting, hiding under the disguise of being you, the us. Never really being seen as a foreign installment. Paying for a lot of therapists, kids' colleges, and psychiatrists, and the pharmaceutical company, they're riding high on all the money people are buying pills to try to change. They don't, they, they you know. So, all right, being convinced that self manifests in various ways, why is the feed of us? Hey, we'll now look at its common manifestations, meaning cells. All right, which, what's a common manifestation of self? Oh, don't worry, I'll tell you the next paragraph, the co-founder said. Resentment. Oh, resentment. So wait a minute, resentment is a manifestation of self that's defeating me in this life. Oh, I can go with that, because I'll tell you, being dwelling on something that actually may have never even happened for 30 years, I would say is sort of a defeat, because it's taking my attention of, from what's going on, and it's putting into the God knows what. You know, did it ever even go on? I have no idea. You know? So what's happening? Quite a lot. Well, the interest and attention that would allow me to be awake here, to be awake to con the conscious movement going on, to be aware of that, has now been dispersed and, and cast into time. So I'm constantly concerned about things that aren't happening, and I'm also constantly concerned about things that I think are going to happen that aren't happening. Yeah? So my interest and attention, which is available to enrich my life, is blown into time, and therefore I'm not here, seemingly. Yeah? I feel fucking empty, but not in a good way. I feel empty, like something's missing. And therefore, it's my job to go out and find that and fill that hole. Not realizing that what's pontificating about the hole is the source of the hole itself. And it has no intention of filling the hole at all. Because the hole is its fucking mouth. Yeah? This is how it gets its food. You're going to give it all the drama it wants, all the fucking shit it wants, and it's going to use you as transportation. Yeah? Alright, so if you see that, what happens? Alright, a my fear turns into a fear. Hey, guess what? The fear doesn't seem to have so much potency when the my is taken off of it. Yeah? I can notice it because as soon as the my gets reattached, it's got much more amplitude. Yeah? When the my is released, eh, it's no big deal. It's a big deal. Alright, so let's forget about the fear. Because it's not a cause. It isn't. It causes shit, but the real, it's an effect on the other cause, which is the original, the oldest idea, the original uh, disease, which is Reliance on self. Yeah. Bill W. says it very clearly. If you're in the big book, why not be in the big book? What it actually says. Yeah. It says fear, in, a, is, in his writings as Bill sees it, he says fear triggers or activates the character effects. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah. It gets concerned. Let's say if I have some money and I'm, I'm uh, doing paint jobs and I'm not, I'm not in much competition with other people to get the job because I have money. You know, I'm all cool. Yes, and when I tell the person I give them a pretty price I can, I can agree with and I'm probably going to do what I said I'm going to do alright now let's say my bank account goes down and I'm afraid that I'm not going to have money so now the other people that are bidding on the job I resent them 
because I see them as a threat from me getting what I need, which is money. Yeah. Now, when I tell the person to get the job, I lowball it, but how I'm going to do it is I'm going to say I'm going to do two coats, but I'm only going to do one coat. Yeah. So now I start getting dishonest and inconsiderate, selfish and self-centered, all rooted out of the fear. Yeah. What's behind the fear? I want the fear to be vanquished, but I want it to be vanquished by me, or by a god of my own understanding, which is just me again. <laughs> yes? So, the fear is rested on what I'm relying on, and it's a valid fear. I'm not managerial quality, so I should be fucking afraid that I'm not going to do, and that should lead me to doing almost anything to get the fucking job. Yeah? If you try to deal with the fear and not deal with this, it's it's like you may cut the lawn that day, but the grass is going to grow again yeah, the next day. But he says it very clearly. He says it in the fear inventory. You can read it. It's right in the big book. It says, why are you in so much fear today? And the next, and the next sentence is, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? So that's the diagnosis. I don't care. You can spend 30 minutes describing why you're in the fear, but he just gave us the answer. It isn't why you think it is. That's the, that's the dressing. That's the manifestations. That's like the uh, embroidery. But the real suit that you're tied in is the reliance on self. All right, so maybe you're convinced of that, that you rely on the reliance of self is the, is the root of the dilemma. Okay, now let's look at the word reliance. What does it mean? Depend on, yeah, something like that. So, okay, let's take reliance to an extreme degree. All right, take reliance as far as you can go. I would say identification as is a pretty fucking high form of reliance. You're so relied on the idea, you're taking it to be you. <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. That's like in those horror movies when the lady has got some stalker or other lady that's dressing like her and is, you know, tries to go out with the boyfriend she had and then she starts killing the boyfriends because she really loves the starlet. Then she has to still kill the starlet so I can be the starlet. It's sort of, this is way past that. Yeah? <laughs> that you see as an obsession that's, that's going over the insane line. We're starting at the insane line. We're identifying. So, if you follow this thing, so the most extreme reliance on self would be identification as a self. Don't you think? It would be up there anyway. And then, if you see that to be the case, then a statement that you've read in the big book makes sense that we are people who don't have problems, we are the problem. Yeah? How could you be the problem and yet get relief from it? Only if it was only seemingly so, and that would be the act of being identified as something, yeah? If I'm identified as a self, then I'm the problem at this moment, yeah? If I'm not identified as a self, I'm not the problem. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They're having the experience, let's say at 11 o'clock in the, in the morning, they feel pretty good, so they're experiencing being free from the bondage of self. But 11.04, they're up the ass of self again. And then they pop, something happens, or they do service, a newcomer runs into you, and oh, you get out of yourself, and pop, you hear the pop, you're out of self, and now you're free from the bondage, but then you're again, bonded again, maybe three minutes later, four minutes. This is as far, as far as it can go when the identification is still in place. You can experience being out of it, but you'll basically be in the state of being in it. Yeah? So you'll have an experience of being out of it, but the basic state you'll always go back to is being in it. Yeah? This is beyond that. 
This is a thing like where they say on page 84, they said, the problem will not exist for you. And how that stabilizes as an experience, because a lot of people have an experience during the day, the problem does not exist for them, but it's not the steady experience. It comes and goes quite a lot based on circumstances and situations. That's not reliable. What would happen is the problem doesn't exist for you, and for it to stabilize as an event is that it doesn't exist as you, which would be the identification with it has been broken. Yeah? I make total sense to myself. It blows my mind. I can't describe it any better. And then people go, oh, and they just walk out. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't paint it any better. Oh, well, thanks. It was a good meeting today. <laughs> well, whatever. So you see it, eh? It makes sense. It doesn't even have to make sense. But how can you say statements like, you're the problem, and then expect any true relief? Unless it's only seemingly so, based on the condition of the mind itself. And that condition is that it's identified as a self. At that point, it's the problem. That's why it's trying to seek help for itself, instead of from itself. Yeah? People, they're doing service, and the selfie is claiming the service, and it's building a new, like, little like ornament to put on their new uniform, which is being a spiritual person. Yeah? They're, they're trying to get more from it, not get relief from the self. They're trying to get uh, spiritual as a self. Yeah? All the while not recognizing the hijack that's in place, that what, what you may have a noble feeling about has been co-opted and put back so it morphs and sits in the frame of self-centeredness. So now you become spiritual. Then you go to places, oh, I have 20 sponsees, and I do this. I'm, obviously, I'm fucking spiritual. <laughs> I mean, look at me. Fucking helping everyone every day. Let me tell you. Yeah? But are you? It looks like you've acquired it by doing something. But your true nature is of spirit. Yeah. So it's not like... Like in the, in, I did this thing called S when I was very young, this, this process when I was 18 or 19. And one of the things I remember is like they said, this formula that most of us follow is we're going to do and have ourselves into a state of being. Yeah? So you're going to do something and then you're going to get something from it and that's going to bring you into a, state, a new state of being. But all it does, the doing and having, is you do and have yourself into a, 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 a like a, an aberration of the same old state of mind, selfing. That's what happens. Because all the while, that whatever the doing and the having seem to produce, you, the selfing claims it as the one who did it and has it. You're now bound by the formula it's using to get free. You're bound by the formula itself that you're applying. Yeah? You're trying to do and have yourself into a state of being, but you are a state of a being, that there's doing and having that's being interpreted into a mental state. So you have a sense of nobility, but it's not leading to anything noble. It's like a form of slavery. It takes your best, your best intuitions or your best inclinations and co-ops them and uses them to reinforce the inherent bondage of the self. Like there's an old master, Trumpa Rinpoche, an old uh, Tibetan master, wrote a famous book called Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. And i never forget the first page. He says, 
One thing you got to know, and he used the word ego. I don't think, see, what has an ego? That's the feeling of self. The self feels like it has an ego. The ego isn't the problem. It's the one who has the ego. That sense of being the one who has the ego is the problem. That's just a conceptual idea that it peddles as being what it is. But it's the feeling, the sense felt feeling of being a self. That's the bondage, not a thought about being a self. That That wouldn't be able to do it. It has to be wrapped in a feeling. It has to produce a sense of being a self. Yeah, that's what it is. There's the sense of self. Yeah. So, where was I with that? Chakra. Oh, Chakra Rinpoche. So, the first paragraph, he says, the first thing you got to know is that the ego will take advantage of anything it comes in contact with. So, what provides the contact is consciousness, and the mental process claims it and takes advantage of whatever has been revealed by the consciousness of this experience. It claims it and uses all of that to facilitate the, bond, the mind's bondage to this idea of being a self. It's an incredible heist. Yeah? And it gets, it gets, after a while, it's so lazily occurring that you're totally helpless to it. You're starting at square three in the game board. Yeah? You're at, when, you, when you seemingly think you've woken up as you... That's you're waking. You're waking up into a dream from you, <laughs> really. <laughs> You've now produced the distance between what you are and what you are, because one is called what you are, which is maybe some conceptual idea of, of your true spirit, and then there's the activity of who you are. <laughs> so who you are is at square three, looking for square zero. <laughs> The point is, there is no square three. If you found square zero, <laughs> I didn't have to look. <laughs> I was seeing all the time from it. <laughs> I was trying to look for it. I know you were. That's why you weren't seeing it. <laughs> what? Oh, yes. That's exactly why. Really? I thought I just had to look harder and better. No. The, any kind of looking is missing it. <laughs> because the looking implies a who. The seeing implies a what. <laughs> it's really that simple. It's a little new calibration, but it makes a world of difference here. In this place of time and space, which where manifesting occurs, this can geometrically progress. Yeah? The idea may be fleeting, and yet it takes hold, and it just reverberates throughout your life. Yes. It just reverberates. And it's reliable, truly. You found a place to rest. I like to say it's the difference between self-centered and centered. It's usually different. There are aspects of mind that are not centered in self. A lot of aspects of mind. A lot of raw mind is available. We're in this loop of a very little bit of a conditional mind. Actually, it's more mentation, this process. Yeah, And we take it to be the whole enchilada there's a huge mind, yeah, and a lot of aspects of it that can be downloaded and can express through you will not be of self-centeredness. They'll have no self at all involved in any of it, yeah? It won't be about you at all. It won't be inferring there's a you, there won't be an assumption that there's a you, there won't be about you, there will be no you to be found in it, Yeah? It'll be like clear water with no mud or dirt in it. Just perfectly clear running. Yeah? And it pr- produces a seeing of 
things that would seem to be so confusing in the past get very clear. Blue becomes blue and red's red and you understand stuff that you were trying to figure out. There's no need to figure it out. It will reveal itself. You are all there is, yes. So you, t- you take that statement, this thing with the self, manifests in various ways, and then you bring in a book called The Course of Miracles, and you apply an axiom from there, called Lesson 2, which is, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. Yeah. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. Well, with giving everything, the meaning is that it's something. <laughs> we're definitely giving everything all the meaning it has, and we're giving it the meaning of being something. Thousands and millions of somethings. Thoughts, feelings, objects, people, and everything like that. But that's everything. <laughs> so the mind's reaction to everything is to give it all the meaning it wants to, and what it gives meaning it to as its things, and its people, and separation, and time, and stuff like that. So you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. Simple way to demonstrate it. Look at your experiences. Everyone's here is in the same event, but we're having different experiences about it, yeah? Because you're giving it a different meaning than I'm giving it. It's as simple as that. And if that's, if you can prove it in one example in life, it fits every other example in life. Every moment can be framed by the same statement. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. Wow! So, when something really feels real to you, where is it getting that meaning of re- reality? From itself? It would have to be a real thing, and it isn't. Yeah? It's getting it from you. You're the reality. For something to seem so real, that it was so thoroughly convincing, and yet the next day it seems so phony, where did it get the reality from? And when, and when was the reality removed from it? Like the next day. Yeah? Your condition changed, suddenly your mind's not into it anymore. Oh, that's fucking nothing. Yeah? Then you're bummed out the next day. Oh, that's the biggest freaking thing that ever happened. People with me and my friends then were talking about it today. Whatever your head's running right now that seems important, it's framed as the one. Yeah? This is the worst I've ever felt. Well, you've had the worst you ever felt 20 years ago, five days ago. It's always, but it always has this historical supremacy. That this is the one. This is the big problem. You know, now in my my head, now it's mortality. Yeah, it's, I'm going to pass away. Oh, so it was much easier when I was young. This was never. This was never occupied mind. What was pimples? Girls <laughs> saying hello to me. What do they mean? I was in much more excruciating pain then. But no, this is the one. Why? <laughs> Just based on it's happening now. Yeah. It feels it. You feel like, oh, it's so true, but it ain't. <laughs> it's getting all the meaning from you. You don't have to kill it or ex- you know, exercise it, get it out of there, you know, vanquish it. All you have to do is lose interest in it. And how do you lose interest in it? Is you lose interest in you. And how do you lose interest in you? By realizing you're entertaining a possibility. You may not be the feeler. You may not be the thinker. You may not even be the doer. And if you're not, you're going to lose interest in all the feelings, the thoughts. And what is your interest going to be relying on or resting in? Find out. But see what it's like to be freed from that preoccupation that everything's about you. Find out what it would be like if it's everything's about everything. 
See how that plays through you. You may like it a lot better. No one's going to do it for you. You're not going. No one's going to come and give you the blessing of all blessings. You're the blessing itself. Like, like Buddha supposedly said, he said, "Be a light unto yourself." He said he didn't point any, you know, next one. Like it wasn't like a guru franchise where he, oh, he's now he's the one. He's uh, I thought you were now he's the new one. You know, follow him. He said, "No, I'm not telling you no one." He said, "You're a light. Be a light upon yourself." Be a light unto yourself. In other words, you're the light. Oh, I can't be because I'm this, this, and this, and this, and this. All right? We're not, we don't want you to try to be a light like that. Let's just question, are you this, this, and this? Are you the one that's this, this, and this, and this? If you're not that, then that's that. You'll find out what you are by living. Yeah? And you have time here to do it. And it'll come over you. And you know what? I don't care if you get 30 massages in one day. Well, it doesn't even come close to relaxation of realizing you're not that. You just drop onto another level of mode here, much more. You can never go back to that preset anxiety of living like that all day anymore. It's so, it's such, so disturbing, you know. Really, the agitation is in and of itself. That's its only purpose, is agitation. It's not going anywhere. It's just agitated. Agitated, agitated, agitated. How could it not be? It, it's professing to be something that's solid, but it isn't. And it knows it isn't. So it's got to huff and puff all fucking day to make it seem like it's so, because it ain't so. What's so doesn't have to do any huffing, puffing, because it is so. What's not so, and it seems to be so, has got to do a lot of advertisement, a <laughs> lot of yapping, a lot of storytelling. Speaking now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. <laughs> well, yes. What's looking? Who could that be? It's not who. It's what. Let go of the who, what's left. <laughs> is what's looking. <laughs> yeah, talk about relief from the bondage of self. That's it. That statement will become a living, breathing event for you. It will be so tactile, have, be, have so much meaning in your life now, coming out of the recovery program. When you hear it, it has so much timber to you, your own ears. Freed from the bondage of self, relief from the bondage of self, is the most succulent statement 
to me in the world, really. It's such a beautiful, oh, orgasmic type of statement. Because there's, it's literally a pulsating uh, symbol of, of relief, of true relief from a bondage that was never truly occurred. It only seemed to be so. And if it's, if it's based on seemingly so, what's, what's that seemingly so based on? It's you and I. If everything is only seemingly so here, what's that seemingly so? How is it getting its play? What, what is truly so that can allow everything to seemingly be so? What is that? How can it be anything other than us? Yeah. It's not in Des Moines, Iowa, or a fucking Omaha, Nebraska. It's not like got us, you know, like a central office. Yeah? If everything is seemingly so, and that's its extent, what or who is it seemingly so to? It must be the only what so there is, is what it's seemingly so to. Yeah? How could it get its sense of being real unless it was being lent by reality? Or are we just like thrown in here, like, you know, I'm innocent, never did anything, and now all this stuff's happening to me. Is that the case? Are we like, and everything else is going on with this huge dance, but we're just thrown in this state, you know, on the floor, like just haphazardly kicked, oh, I'm like, ooh, things are, no, you are, you are the big enchilada here. You and I are giving it all the meaning it has. So the seemingly so, if false evidence is appearing real, then false evidence can appear not to be real. And that's more closer to the truth of it than appearing to be real, yeah? But it's going to be based on, it's going to rest on you and I. It's either going to have the ability to appear appear to be real to us, or it'll have the ability to appear not to be real to us, yeah? It's not going to be based on it, it's going to be based on the observer of it, yeah? This is where you respond to your true ability. Your true ability. You've given everything all the meaning it has. You and I are the dreamer of this dream. We forgot, or we're in the forgetting that we're the dreamer of the dream. And in that forgetfulness, that's the Petri dish that activates what? The ability for what's dreamt to affect us, basically. The dreamer gives up the sense of being the dreamer, takes itself to be a dreamt object, and then all the other dreamt objects, and thoughts are objects in a very subtle way, all of those objects now can bite our objectified ass. Yeah? And we keep hoping someone's going to save us, or pray for that to change. Yet, if you pray for that to change, you're in a bad losing position. If you just look at this, and if you see, hey, maybe I'm not that, yeah, then maybe all of this will change based on this. Yeah, and usually it doesn't have to change at all. This changing is more than enough. You don't have to have all the holes filled. Now you have the wisdom to go around them. Yeah, you don't have to have it as a, a utopia. No, all's inclusive. You have the ability to fit yourself around circumstances and trying to like bend that iron bar of circumstances around you, you now fit yourself around the circumstances 
and you start outshining circumstances and situations because you are the light that begets everything else. How can you not have the ability to outshine what you're shining meaning to, you know, or shining meaning on? How can you not? Yeah. So the whole idea of victimhood, the whole idea of blame, they all rest on an imaginary branch. It's not a tree to be found. So, I really hope you just travel lighter. Do I care if you do or not? No. But I'd like to see it. Be good. I feel like I made uh, an impression, and I was used to make an impression. And that's a great seat assignment to have. Yeah. I've been known. I know that I can affect people by sharing, so I'm happy I get a lot of chances to do it. Yeah. Just to point things out that they may not be seen, but that are very obvious. And to constantly keep repeating and pointing them out, no matter what I hear from other people or whatnot. Because I haven't pledged allegiance to your approval. I have pledged allegiance to what's been revealed. That's what I honor. That sort of uh, demands something from me, in a sense. Yeah. What you do with it, or, or what it does to you, is none of my business. It's out of my jurisdiction. But I, you, and everyone here deserves the spiritual subpoena to be served. Yeah, and hopefully, you won't be called to the court of mind. You'll be called to the court of light. We all will be forgiven because it never happened. You'll be let off your own biggest hook. You know. Yeah. That's the only permission you really are needing, is that because you're identified with that gatekeeper, he keeps paying, he keeps extorting you with tolls, keeps closing, and it's like they're going over the Golden Gate Bridge, and the guy's a maniacal code shifter. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> taking one lane when this could be four. He's just fucking around because he's got the power and he's exerting it. This is like selfing. It's got you as a as a willing action figure, and now it builds gates. You have to jump through a lot of hoops to get through, and it changes the hoops all the time, and it changes the toll. The you know, story they had with the Golden Gate Bridge: as soon as we pay for it, well, there'll be no toll. And it's Sixty years later, they're, they're fucking sucking money up. This is what selfing does. Oh, as soon as you get that, every would chill out. I swear, I'll just leave you alone. <laughs> You've been extorted, brother. You're living under an extortion plan. <laughs> you really you keep paying the ransom you never get your life back <laughs> 800 hours of therapy where's my life I know all about it why I don't have one I know I'm very clear what caused me not to have it but where is it I thought it'd be showing up by now <laughs> more okay I'll do more when you were a kid were you looking for relief not much. You're looking to have fun. Yeah. You, find, you can have fun. In, I had an old apple tree, I swear to God. The kid across the street on Linden Street, I lived on Burgess Avenue, was Wayne Griffith. He had this crazy dog, this beagle. It was an old beagle named Daisy. I'm going to get to the real story, but this beagle was trippy. So if I was sitting here, and then Wayne was sitting there, and the beagle was in, be- the beagle was in between us, we'd be petting it, and the beagle would look at you like this and bite the other person. 
It was tricky. You look at you, and he got him bite the person who was not looking at. All the time, it was a nasty little dog. But this guy was my best friend since I was four to seven. Yeah? And we used to go, he'd come to my house in the backyard. We had an old apple tree against the side of the house. My room was upstairs. You could climb out of my room and climb down the tree to go out in the yard. And we'd get there every day, and we maybe had like 14 plastic army men, you know, maybe a jeep or two, a little jeep. And we played there every day for hours, for years, yeah? Just, we didn't get, I, you know, we, not, we didn't get 800 pieces, like 13 pieces running around, and our minds were fertile. They were fucking expressing and enjoying. We were in spontaneity, and when we got pissed off, it would come and go, and we related, we would come and go, yeah? But everything, there was like a sense of freedom inherently, so I wasn't looking for anything. I wasn't looking for meditation retreats or anything else or trying to read inspirational books or self-help books. I like comic books and shit like that. It was just more of just the mind was free-ranging. It was roaming and it had the possibility to roam because it felt I was in a reliable situation. I wasn't in an abusive situation. Now we're adults. The abusive situation is in the head usually. And we have to find the reliable neighborhood. We have to have that place to rely on so that we can have that ease and comfort to have our mind be able to free range so we can have wonder and awe again. Yeah? That it's not fucking enslaved to time that I have to accrue and accrue more value to get a sense of being okay, yet never feeling like getting a long sense of being okay because I get, get back on the wheel and try to get more value all day. Yeah? To be freed from that. It's a possibility. Who's going to open the lock? The thing is, there is no lock. It is a gateless gate. It is an open secret. That's why they said it. They weren't, they weren't fucking with us. They weren't, oh, I'm going to really fuck with these people. <laughs> it's a gateless gate. What the hell does that mean? It's, it's not a gate. There's no gate. If there's no, if it's gateless, there's no gate. So there's no walking in and walking out, you know? It's an open secret. How could be anything be a secret if it's open? Exactly. It's, the solution is obvious. It's right in front of our face. But where in front of my face? Right in front of your face. <laughs> Have faith in mind. We've been provoked into a fear based on a mental condition, but mind is the only place that is reliable. Because it's everywhere and nowhere. It's nothing and everything. It's where peace and and... And serenity abides. That's where you'll have a new freedom and a new happiness, and you'll know the word serenity, and you'll have the sense of peace, like it says in AA. It will become alive for you. Not just an idea, but a living feeling. You now know what it's like to be surrendered. You've had the experience of surrender, so now you know how to surrender all day. You can become surrendered. Yeah? Your mind can entertain it. Once it hears the possibility, then the mind does the rest. It's just that it's, it's, been, it's been enslaved to a very small system with very limited possibilities. Not that you're okay, but I will be okay. Yeah? Not that it's, it's great now, but it can be great later if I do that and that. It's a form of fucking slavery. This is, this is dropping another possibility in it, and the possibility is you don't have to be in it. And now you're opened up to a whole new field of possibilities where everything used to be exclusive, now it's inclusive with no thought or effort on your part. I can surf and work the same day. It's not like I, if I'm surfing, I can, I, no, it's like, I, no, no, I can work a little bit and surf too. 
Things become inclusive. You, oh, jeez. And then you know, you know, the relief at, at, at the beginning is what's, you, you get a huge relief from what's absent in your life now. All that shenanigans just starts losing uh, influence, yeah? And then the real goodies start showing up. You have a sense of presence. You feel that new power flow in. Yeah? You can face life successfully. You are reborn, like it says in our book. That's a pretty incredible statement, he's saying. Yeah? If you sincerely take this position of relying on something greater than self, yes, that you will feel a new power flow in. You'll feel the juice. You'll sense the conscious presence. You'll be able to face life successfully. You will lose the fear of today, tomorrow, and the hereafter. He doesn't, today, tomorrow, and the hereafter, like forever, you'll lose the fear of all that. Yeah? You'll be reborn. Oh, I don't think so. I don't know if I want to go do that. I have to go to a meeting? No, fuck. I don't want to do that. A step? Twelve steps? Like too much. If they brought it down to three, maybe I'd do it. Twelve? Take too much time. Yeah. Oh, what about that statement? Oh, well, I feel new powerful. And what the fuck? Can you imagine? And everything that is mentioned in that book, I have an intimate experience of. I felt that new power flow in. You know? I felt the conscious presence. Yeah? I saw the loss of fear about today, tomorrow, and the hereafter. I was reborn, if you want to use that terminology. I think I'm unborn, but if you want to say reborn to being unborn, far out. But, you know, whatever. The words don't matter. It's what they convey. And they convey, they inspire or they incite a feeling in me. A feeling, a tactile feeling of that freedom that's being implied by those statements. Yeah. The, the goods have been delivered, so to speak. And none of us here are special. The same mind is available. Have faith in it, man. It's what our greatest, one of the greatest statements in spirituality is called faith mind. And that's the whole statement of it. Faith mind, you know. Faith mind. Having faith in mind. Not in the mental process, but in the mind. So, there you go. Any questions? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs>